Welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show number 224, where each week we have a different story to talk about. Could be a movie, could be a comic, could be an anime, manga, who knows what. We read it, we watch it, we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Kyle Springer and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. How's your weekend been? It's been good so far. We were planning to go to the state fair yesterday, but it started to rain. So we were like, "Mm, let's go tomorrow instead. So that's our plan for today is to to go to the state fair. What will you eat? I have no idea. I'm personally a funnel cake type of guy. Like I I need a good funnel cake. You might catch me out there double fist in the cotton candy. You know, something like that. Who knows, though? (laughs) Those are the two accessories the Kyle action figure comes with is two (laughs) cotton candies with real cotton candy action. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. How has your weekend been, though? It's good. I went to two movies in addition to the third movie I saw on like Monday. So it's a big theater week for me. Wow. Okay. So I I know you went to go see The Woman King. We talked about that uh, on the captain's log. What else did did, did you go see? Uh, We went to go see Don't Worry, Darling, which I think looks very good. Like I really dig the production design of that film. Even if it doesn't stick the landing, uh, I still enjoyed my time. And I <laughs> another movie that is visually stunning, but only OK story wise. I went to the 3D re-release of Avatar because ah. I had never seen Avatar. I like okay. missed that cultural boat. And I'm like, thank goodness it's back in theaters. I can see it the way everybody else saw it in 2009. And I didn't. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I did, did. Are you aware of all of the drama that is happening around? Don't worry, j- j- darling. I know that there is drama. I nobody has told me I'm required to know anything that's happening around the movie in order to Not see really. the movie. No. Like they didn't give me like a quiz when I got to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. There's a lot of of drama i've heard a quick explanation i'm not gonna go into it here but it's it's bizarre it's wild mm-hmm. <laughs> all sorts of stuff with, with that but that's not what we're here to talk about no this week melissa we got some some giant kaiju to to talk about uh because we are talking about a comic book called kaiju max written and drawn by xander cannon uh, and if i'm not mistaken this was published on Oni Press that put this book out. This is our end of the month special. It's a book that we are going to read in its entirety throughout the next couple months here. So at the end of each month, with a small caveat for October here. The end of the month might be Halloween. You may have heard of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may be familiar that the final day in October is Halloween. Just a, just a and we spend Halloween on Halloween things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we we like to spend October doing Halloween hangs all month long, which means mm. we will get to our set our, our part two of Kaiju Max coverage at the start of November, and then our mm. third and final part 
of Kaiju Max will be at the end of November. Um, so be on the lookout for more Kaiju Max down the road. But here today, we are discussing the first two volumes, volume one and two, which I believe they call them seasons. So season mm. one and two. Um, this is all available on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, if you are a subscriber to that, as well as Kindle Unlimited, I believe you can get it there as well. Um, this is it, 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 so it's. It's it's all on Comixology Unlimited, but it's a little bit confusing. Mm. They have the first five collected volumes, if I'm not mistaken. That sixth one, right now you can only get in single issues, but they're on there on Comixology Unlimited. But then they also have these two uh, like deluxe editions where deluxe edition volume one collects the first two volumes and gives like the, like a director commentary yeah. kind of footnotes uh, at the ba -ba 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 bottom. They only have the first two of those. So they're still missing that third one. Um, oh, to, 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 so they, they have a, a mix and match assortment of, Wait. Uh, of stuff. Next month, we don't get to read any more director's notes. We're done with those. We ran no, out. No. Uh, Next month, we read volumes two and th or, uh, vo vo volumes three and four. So the uh -huh. director's okay. volume two would, okay. would cover those. Okay. Yeah. But our final yeah. episode, we're, we're noteless. We're adrift in a sea. Yeah. We're, we're like, oh, okay. we can read that collected edition volume five and then the single issues of volume Aww. six it's all very confusing mm. but uh volumes one and two or collected uh, the deluxe edition volume one is what we read for this week here um so kaiju max kaiju max i i love the pitch of the, the, mm. this book it's a prison story but all the prisoners are giant monsters they're kaiju uh and i i think what surprised me is that this it's it's not just like oh you have some godzilla knockoffs you have some like king Ghidorah knockoff like it's not just that like you you got your your mecha kaiju you got yeah. your godzilla like kaiju you got your just giant monster like not really anything in particular monster you you have your cthulhu mythology yeah. monsters in the air that there's there's giant mechs i have a big giant yep. mech fan um there's like ultra man looking characters that act as the guards uh all sorts of stuff so if 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 you like kaiju if you like super sentai styled stuff if you like ultraman you like G gundam you like macross all that stuff uh this is a book you might want to check out um but it the 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 plot of this book is pretty simple it, it, it is just mm -hmm. here's here's a prison story filled with giant monsters um Melissa, do you want to help me out with a synopsis of these first two yeah. volumes here? Our main prisoner who we are following is named Electrogore, and he has a particular concern in getting out of Kaiju Max because he's got two kids on the outside. He's a single father. His kids don't know he were nabbed. 
basically it's as soon as these uh, heroes spot you, they take you in. <laughs> There's no trial process. <laughs> There's no right. notification of next of kin. You are just nabbed and thrown onto this remote island. So he's like, my kids don't know where I went. I got to get out there. I got to make sure like they're healthy, they're safe, they have food. I was the one providing for them. So it's yeah. about him trying to find ways to like get a message to the outside or he has these like uranium orbs that come out of his back <laughs> and like that's what his kids eat. So he's like, is there anybody I trust, like any any prisoner who's leaving, any guard I can maybe trust to like get these out to my kids and then uranium is one of the drugs on the inside. It's so then irradiated. he's also like a yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like a drug source. He's like selling off to other people. And he there's gang fights. There's there's interpersonal drama. <laughs> it's the there's no larger plot to speak of necessarily beyond that our one protagonist's one goal. It's very soap opera e, which is how the writer describes it. Like there's all this soap opera category nonsense of different mm-hmm. romances, different rivalries, which is very compelling, but it is it does put you in an interesting boat to where I don't know exactly what we're in store for for the next couple volumes that we read. Like I don't know what the end game of the book is going to be yeah or what new plot they introduce what new mm-hmm. like in- interesting like uh-oh this isesn't good for electrogo or, or for mechazon or for yeah. whoever right like no matter what happens in the book it could be a good or bad thing for one of the characters mm-hmm. at least um so it at least keeps things new and interesting uh all the time um but 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 yeah there is no like one main larger plot except for electagor and his story his is mm-hmm. the one that kind of ends up being on top but uh it is it like it's still not necessarily it's not like fully the a plot mm-hmm. it's like half an a plot yeah <laughs> like he to- really he really shares the spotlight with a lot of other characters. And yeah. for this second, like, collected volume we were reading, we spent a lot of time away from him, which is k- kind of a nice break. Not that I don't like him as a protagonist, but we get to, like, go over to the women's prison and spend a lot of time there, which I really liked. I think it's a great book for... like the. The writer knows when you want to change things up and see something different and see a different angle and like go to a different setting and hang out with a different character for a while. It it doesn't stick you in one place for too long. It moves very well. So based on something you said, I think you read the second collected uh, the, the, the second deluxe edition. You you read both of the deluxe editions, which means that's volumes one through four is collected in those two. Uh, oh, yes, because uh, we haven't gotten to <laughs> Wait, the women's on. prison yet. Mm-mm. How much? Hold on. How much was I supposed to have read? Volumes one and two, which is collected inside the first deluxe edition. <laughs> I thought. I thought there were like I thought we were doing two deluxe editions a month, Mm-mm, and then the no. final month, like we just had a bunch of assorted issues. There's so I was only six supposed to read total. up. In, 
Oh my God. There would Kyle, be. Kyle, you three... needed to draw me a diagram. You can't tell you me these things. I told you this is confusing. Things. I told you it's all I, confusing I how it's collected. There are six volumes in this story in total. Uh, we were to read the first two volumes for this month, which is collected in the deluxe edition volume one. So there should be three deluxe editions in total. So okay. we only need to cover uh, up to uh, trying to figure out a way there. There's a, a certain character is, is reunited uh, and there's yes. a big explosion. That's kind yes, of yes. the end of the book of, of what okay. we need okay. to discuss this time. Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa is stunned. Um, well, you I, are ahead spent, on the reading. I spent then. so much time reading this week. I spent hours reading this week to get prepped for this episode and i was thinking boy what a wordy dense comic i like this but this is very time consuming and it's time consuming because i accidentally did twice the work <laughs> yeah because we you you mentioned it on one of our other podcasts that you were like this is a very dense book and then i got into it and i was like it's not i mean it's a maybe a little wordy but it's not that dense uh, like we only have to, you know, read these first two volume like it's not that bad. And the deluxe edition has these footnotes on the bottom, which is yes. what you were refer referring to, 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 which act as these like director's commentary. Like I, I think the artwork on this page really started to come together. Like my my process, you know, really hit this mm -hmm. one thing or who knows what. Uh, but that is kind of what makes it d d dense. Like it's not necessary for the story. And I skipped mo 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 most of them. But uh, there are some neat tidbits in there that point out parts of his process or uh, like references. Like I really wanted the design of this monster to look like this thing or, oh, this certain mm. line is a line from this real obscure kaiju mayovi that i have no idea what it is uh or that like the relationship between this kaiju and that kaiju is kind of the same relationship that i was going for with these two characters and and stuff like that so there is some really really neat stuff uh but yeah that is what makes it dense in in that so you i mean hey you're you're smooth sailing I, for for november I, I, the start of november but we're not going to do this for another five weeks which means i'm gonna have to come back and like flip through everything again just <laughs> just know? take some light notes to like jog oh. your memory and stuff like that yeah um five well, weeks from now let's see if i remember what the name go go space baby even means <laughs> see i don't even know what that means <laughs> um but yes uh kaiju max uh that i mean that that is kind of the, the the story and the plot though right like it is it is just about these monsters lives within this prison and the just how the prison works, all the relationships, all the gangs, the corruption of the guards and stuff like that. Um, do you have any other kind of non spoilery stuff that you want to? Add? I don't. Well, I don't know how to say it now because I, I didn't 
remember like what happens in the split between volumes. I'm just not going to say anything pre-spoiler okay. break. Okay. Well, <laughs> come last back to thing me later. I will say uh, <laughs> is as as I I I think yeah. If you are into kaiju and mechs and all that stuff, like go check out this this book. Um, but it is it, it, as. As much as I can tell that it is like lovingly made and crafted, I do have some some issues with the book. There are some things about it that I feel just kind of end up being cumbersome uh, about it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, man, if if nothing else, you can tell that Xander Cannon is having yes. a blast making this, uh, which I, I, I look comics are fun. Like, like <laughs> it's like. At the end of the day, this book is just fun. Uh, like, yeah, that's, have, that's have the thesis of our show. Have Comics are fun. Yeah. And even for like, I'm not super into either the kaiju or the prison genres, but to see the amount of passion and care and attention to detail on the page and to get those director's notes flushing yeah. it out for you. It is a really special, compelling reading experience. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Those are our spoiler-free thoughts on Kaiju Max, uh, Volumes 1 and 2. So that being said, we will take a quick break for housekeeping, and then when we get back, we will dive into spoilers, uh, and we can finally clue Melissa in on where we should stop discussing the, the <laughs> book here. <laughs> uh -huh. We'll be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information I guess on our so. website yeah. at thewhatnots.com. So if you're like, I don't well like this one thing, I can tell you if he's choice. doing that. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows I, will pop I up right I could there. have sworn Just it was like... Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you. See, on I thought there were six of those. That's tier. where I went wrong. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join like, us. Boy, for this our is live really long. And talk with us in the chat. <laughs> and lastly, kind of we have merch. One if you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at The Whatnots. Uh, of course, here on the review show last week, we also covered a comic book called Once and Future by Karen Gillen, uh, with art by Dan Mora and colors by Tamara Bonvalon. Uh, that book was fantastic if you're into Arthurian myth and stuff like that and stories coming to life. Please go check all that stuff out uh, on the Captain's Log, one of our uh, other podcasts. Uh, what, what, what did we do last week? It, oh, it was... We talked about movies that formed us That's in right. various ways. It was, it was a good conversation. Yeah movies that were formative or had like a big mm -hmm. uh like, like ones that emotionally moved you not necessarily yes. your like 
top favorite movies of all mm. time, but ones that like what ones hit you in the g- gut? What ones like mm. made you the person you are today? So that's what we talked about last week uh, on the Captain's Log. Uh, for this next week on the Captain's Log, we're g- basically going to be making some kind of top 10 list. Uh, more details on that to come uh, when we actually make the show. But essentially, we're going to be making a combined top 10 list of something and then arguing what the order, what the rank of that list uh, should, yeah. sh- should should be of those individual uh, things on there. So it could be our what? favorite superheroes, could be our favorite. Uh, I, f- I forget what we decided. It was like fast f- it's, it, it, it is fast food restaurants, Kyle, defined as any restaurant that includes a drive through. <laughs> so go. you and I are each going to come to the table with five and, and then some backups so yep. that we have got a distinct list of 10, 10 fast food restaurants. And then the bulk of the episode is, I hope not an argument, but a, a polite debate sure. about how to rank these things and who yeah. goes who goes to number one, who's king of the hill. Indeed. Uh, and then on the reactor core, uh, we just recorded our reactions to the first three, uh, the first three of Star Wars Andor uh, that is up on our YouTube page and as a podcast for the Whatnots Reactor Core. Uh, we will be doing that in chunks of three, so you won't see us for another three weeks, and then we'll put out our episodes four through six on the, that stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, Melissa, you and I are reacting to She-Hulk uh, week, mm-hmm. to week. Uh, so that will be a lot of fun. I know there will be some more reactions and stuff coming up down the road. We got Werewolf by Night at the start of October. Uh, all, all sorts of stuff. Um, so be on the lookout for all of that. But that is about it for housekeeping. So let us get into Spoilers. Right. Um, so, y- y- yeah, we haven't reached the women's prison yet, I, uh, <laughs> I should say. So volume two basically ended with Electagor getting back to his kids, finding them and then seeing that his oldest daughter yes. has now like evolved and changed. Yeah. And is like having to go out and find food and do all that stuff but she has her own system on how to not get caught and it's kind of shocking and appalling to elect mm-hmm. a grower of like what she has to do to make it work uh and they end up kind of all getting caught and there's this big giant explosion uh yes. and that's kind of where the book ends i i, I forget if that I, was like the exact like I, last bit but uh i is think like so the last I, big thing. I do remember that i when you're reading these co- like big collected director's notes volumes, there's it gives you each individual like chapter, like your chapter one, chapter two. It doesn't tell you this is where volume one would have ended and volume two would have started. I think that's also something that confused yes. me. I'm like, well, this yeah. is all just one volume, I guess. And Kyle told me we're reading two volumes a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's so. So yeah, as 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 we said. Mostly the book follows or at least in these first two volumes. Uh, And it's about him trying to get back to his kids. He's he feels like he's there 
by mistake, like he, you know, he just got nabbed up and couldn't tell his kids they weren't there when he got arrested. So they just think he left like he he just disappeared. Uh, so he's been trying to get back to them, but he's not the only character we follow uh, there's multiple gangs within the prison. We follow some of the good guards too. We follow the warden. Uh, we follow uh, one of the guards who's like selling drugs in the prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, we follow one like Mecca uh, Godzilla like m- monster who has turned to this uh, like this religion that is typically like more reserved for the 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 meccas of the the bunch yeah but it's very whoever it sounded like it's very tech based like they worship a cloud the cloud the data cloud yeah and yeah there's these different factions of kaiju within the prison you've got like the the mecca ones the like very classic Japanese Godzilla style ones, anything that's a space alien and then cryptids, the world of like cryptids, urban legends, myths, stuff like that. Yeah. Mothman style yeah. stuff. Yeah. Bigfoot, things like that. And then, yeah, the, the mechs have this religious aspect to them. They're, 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 they're worshiping the cloud and we don't get a storyline where they, reach out to somebody else and somebody does say, you know what? Yeah, I think I do want to side with the mechs. I'm interested in what they're doing. And like, how would they open a non-mech up to this very mech-based religion? Like, how does just a big dinosaur connect with the cloud if they're not a computer like you are? Yeah, they can't really upload their consciousness. Or is there some kind of process that they go through to mechanicize the what what would be the word Me- cyborg yeah cyborgum yeah how do you cyborgum that's the correct medical term um <laughs> yeah there there must be some kind of process for that um but it it is interesting because the one that we do follow mechazon um he his father is very disappointed in him for turning to this mm. religion because this religion mm. is very peaceful. It, it, it is nonviolence where the father is disappointed because he built Mechazon uh, to be this kind of police like this, this monster that fights against monsters. It has yes. weapons galore. It has all kinds of rockets and missiles and lasers and all, all that stuff. But with this new religion, he's like ignoring those pro that that pro gramming. Um, and so, yeah, there there is this like weird robot sentience that is kind of mirrored by this like either it's christianity or islamic just this like Mm -hmm. faith-based story of like no i'm gonna turn the other cheek and just like be a a better person um Mm -hmm. do all that stuff so there, there there is some really interesting facets uh just within this story that i i think you you can get kicks out of all sorts of stuff in here whether it's the design of the monsters what's happening in the prison the characters their relationships 
uh, all, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of stuff. Let me ask you this off the bat here. What was the thing that surprised you the most that you weren't expecting? Uh, but yeah, maybe found like you got you got some kick out of or a good laugh or was like, oh, that's neat. How deep the author went on inventing a vocabulary for this world, how everything is a stand in for something that like a real prison would have down to making these like uh, sort of uh, cultural names people would have for each other. You know, like there's so much lingo, (laughs) there's so many nicknames, there's so much phraseology Mm -hmm. that he has invented and so much like visually that's happening like these are huge monsters so there have to be huge real world objects around for them to interact with as if they were small objects like instead of smoking a cigarette he has full smokestacks <laughs> off of like factories and like that's what they use as cigarettes yeah. like that attention to detail how he needed to find a kaiju sized version of everything visually and linguistically is yeah. really impressive. Yeah, the, yeah, just the the attention to detail, the the imagination to c- come up with all of, of that is just like, man, you you reached for the stars, like you you went mm-hmm. above and beyond on everything. And yeah, on 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 one hand, that's amazing. This is kind of also the one thing that I was like, this kind of gets cumbersome. Uh, to, yeah. to 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 read all of these like this new slang and lingo and the way they say things it's it, it I feel like you he starts to trip over himself in the in mm. the, in, in just the way like it on on certain things it can come across cheesy on certain things it's just like wow I would have never thought of that. That's so cool on certain things. It's like, "Mm, I don't know about this. It feels maybe slightly racist or something like that. But then there is stuff that's like, yeah, I guess if they are a different species or they're from another planet, they might not have a word for this thing. They don't know. Like they don't have a word for big, right? Because they are (laughs) big. Everything is small to them right they like you you would need to find some kind of substitute for that um mm. like there, there is like really really interesting things in there that i appreciate the depths to which he went um but yeah some like i i i often found myself once i figured out like okay this word means this this thing or that thing just mentally i whenever i saw that word i'd be like okay it's uh what was the word it was like amber garis or amber garis yeah, i was yeah. like oh he like just means shit so like yes, yeah. whenever i saw that word i i, I was just like like in, in in my head it just read as yeah. <laughs> shit and so it you, it you feels like it 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 feels like he did all of this work and then I'm kind of sweeping it to the side <laughs> to be like, just just say the word. Like, come on. Uh, I I think I do really appreciate the work that put into this, but yeah, I there could be fewer of these things. And some of them like I do like. I understand the cleverness. Like yeah. all the monsters call humans squishers. Like you get that very Great. easily right Love away. It. Yeah. But a lot of the humans will call uh, monsters uh, 
cloakers, which is a uh, a bastardization of cloaca. If they're a monster based on a type of animal that would have a cloaca, that's what they call it. Which I get it. But like if I didn't have that director's footnote, I would have never untangled that. Yeah, abs- absolutely. That that would have been over my head. Um, and this is a world that is so like all of this is normal. You know, this isn't like a secret prison. I think everybody in this world is aware there's yeah. giant monsters all over the place. Oh, so there's yeah. no absolutely. inside character uh, like there's no audience perspective character for you to follow. Like there's you once you're new to the prison, uh, like Electric Gore has all this stuff about the prison explained to him. But like all the lingo, all the monster human relations and like monster to monster relationships, that's already taken as a given across the entire world. So if you didn't have these director's footnotes, I don't know. I don't you would have to be like an expert like you would have to be a kaiju Ph.D., I wonder to read this on your own and not be confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I don't think I've ever heard the word ambigrease or whatever it is. I'm pronouncing that. It, it comes out of whales, but that's um, like, um, in old Moby Dick days when they would go get whales for the whale oil, that is the whale oil, ambergris. They would like put it in perfumes and in like oil lanterns and things. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. See that. I mean, that's something I, didn't know but like i i figured it out that's like okay it seems like this means shit it means and then like okay that seems to fit it seems to fit it's still fitting okay cool that's that's the word content text hell yeah (laughs) um Mm. but 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 yeah like it's it's this like two side of the coin thing again because at the end of the day like man so inventive It's so cool, I, just the amount of detail that's in the air and references to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, besides just the language and lingo, even the designs of the monsters or the mechs, um, those those footnotes would would be would be like, yeah, I designed this monster to look like this thing or to be a legally distinct version of this thing. And there's some of them that I'm just like, I don't know what monster you're even referring to. Like, I don't know what that is. I'm not as big of a kaiju fan yet i i like them but i've not like that's been my goal this year on the podcast Mm. is to get more kaiju content so i know this stuff um but even like the the mechs and stuff there was one time that i was like oh that looks like the mech from this thing and then i looked down in the front note and he was like that mech is supposed to look like the mech from this thing i was like i got it right (laughs) Um, like mechs you do know yeah and like that like i was able to get some of that stuff or even just knowing that like when the guards have to go into the prison and Mm. they like size up and they look like they're big like monster size selves they all have these like ultraman style uniforms like that i knew like that i i i I could get uh and and stuff like that but there's some things i'm just like man these references are so obscure that i just i don't know how much pointing them out helps (laughs) if that makes sense because it's just like yeah like cool i don't know what that is but sweet like (laughs) yeah like whether or not that monster is a completely original xander cannon creation or if xander cannon made it based off of like 
Gamera versus Space Gamera 2 from 1973. Like, I... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. You might as well have made up that footnote. Like, I fair, can't prove that's not fictional. To be fair, again, we don't know that much about. Yeah. Like, our, yeah. our knowledge and lore is, isn't all. So a lot of the stuff is just like, eh, oh, well. But I know that there are people out there who obsess so yes. over the, this stuff and will yeah. get a lot more of the, 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 those or see him do a reference to something and be like, oh like i didn't get that at first but that's interesting that that's brilliant right like there i feel like there's a layer to this book that enthusiasts above us who like know all of that stuff would be like this this guy's on to something here (laughs) right uh i my favorite little piece of lingo and in joke that doesn't come up often but it's a derogatory name used towards some of the space aliens where other types of monsters will call them shumways. Do you know what that's a reference to? Not at all. You know, ALF. Yeah. ALF is an acronym for alien life form. Okay. Like that's what the people around ALF call him, but that's not his name. His name from the space space planet melmac he comes from his given name is gordon shumway (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) like that's that's really specific that is a a really good reference i did see there was another thing in there like that like et like again Mm. we we called him et because he's an extraterrestrial yeah yeah. but like the actual species uh, name is uh, like somehow in some Star Wars thing. I think yes, the footnote yes. said, for- and yes, it's mentioned you- in the in this book too that there's like one of those monsters here and there, and it's just like that, like he's pulling from everything, right. and that's he's so cool. From- <laughs> he's making in jokes about other in jokes like, yeah. yes in one of the star wars prequels in like the big galactic senate scenes you see a bunch of the the aliens that et is and i forget how you pronounce their name but it's spielberg spelled backwards oh wow <laughs> I, I didn't even know that it goes wow. so many levels deep this wow. book is subterranean it really is um yeah so one of the 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 things that I was not expecting um, is I I think all of the like super sentai uh, j- j- the 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 Ultraman style outfits uh, that we got to see the g- 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 guards do that was something that I honestly didn't think about when I, like mm-hmm. I had heard the the pitch of this book is just how the g- guards would deal with the the monsters like do do they have the military there are there tanks lining the is it like destroy all monsters where they have this big Mm. force field around the islands which hang on i i've seen that movie because we've covered it here on the show that one we did kind of what they do right they do have a big old force field around the island um but like i was not expecting these like Ultraman style outfits so that if they need to go in the prison and break up a fight or something like that, they can be the same size as these Kaiju. Uh, I thought that was really, really cool. And then also to see that there are these like 
outside military forces, divisions, organizations, I'm not sure what they are, that have these big, long acronyms. I, I don't think yeah. we ever got a great explanation no, of what no, the acronyms we don't, meant. Uh, I don't think we need to know what Team Heroism stands for, but I, I like it, that it's there. It, yeah. I love that you can just throw some periods into a name and make it an acronym, and that does so much world building, even if you never spell out what the acronym is. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, there are these like more militarized peacekeeping forces mm -hmm. that are meant to take down and arrest kaiju, right? Like they are like, okay, you might have the like Sentai stuff and they have some armor in there. But if you're out in the open and these guys are using their like nuclear breath and stuff mm -hmm. like that like you need things to fight them so they have these like giant mechs that they they use to, to go fight them whether it's a like humanoid looking robot and it's something that looks like a gundam or a voltron kind of thing where it's uh something that looks like half plane but it has legs like in, <laughs> Mac yeah. in macross uh like stuff like that it's just like they have all these guns and weapons and, yeah, these big, long acronyms for team great, team heroism, team saves the day, Te right? Like all mm. sorts of stuff. Um, like I, I was not expecting that. And for us to get storylines kind of uh, like outside of the prison too, about some of those characters and the like it, it it walks an interesting balance especially in today's worlds where we've had the the black lives matter protests and we've seen a, I, I i think america has now seen a lot more police brutality in the mainstream it's not something that they have been able to keep hidden as as much as they have in the past um and I, I, I think seeing these stories about some of these police officers or these military people who have the PTSD and are either mm -hmm. now uh, like unsure if what they're doing is right or mm -hmm. go the, on the deep end and be like, well, if that's how it's going to be, like, I'm, I'm going to go out all out and let's destroy them all. And who, who cares? And stuff like that. Like there's. There's all sorts of very, very real stories in in mm -hmm. he, 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 here uh, that can be interesting, can uh, maybe you're not as interested in them, but there's just so many facets of a prison yeah. story that I I don't think I was super expecting. Like, I I think I was expecting this to take place entirely in the prison. Mm -hmm. um, but from the get go, they're like, no, we'll show you some stuff. What's happening on the outside? Uh, seems like the prison is also maybe losing funds or they like the, all of that. And they just had someone escape and they just had this. And so the mm -hmm. warden is worried ab about like all this yeah. stuff. And they're being like there's someone coming to inspect and see if they get the budget. And like there's all sorts of just like I, I wasn't expecting this kind of story in kaiju max here but here we go 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 um yeah so, and i think stuff. the 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 writer does make a note about how this is a study on how this 
very flawed system can have a negative impact on so many people's lives, including yeah. you know, like a guard who had who was called on to this extra mission to like for a drug bust, basically. This is yeah. the only time you see something like that of the guards doing like an extracurricular activity outside of traditional guard work. But like as part of this team great military type yeah. organization, like they have to go bust like a drug lab. And he's like terrified of these like giant monsters and like he panics and like shoots them, you know, the, the second he sees one, even though it like he wasn't really in danger. And it's a story about how he's really affected by that, like really ashamed of what he did and still living in fear of all these monsters. And he, he's got this PTSD he's dealing with. And when he goes to his big form, his big Ultraman form, he doesn't want to go back to small form. Like he's rarely back in small form. And you could, and it's a story about how that's taking a toll on him mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just like, this starts to bring up one of the other like i i hesitate to say the word issue with the 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 book or stuff because mm. i i feel like again it's one of those like two sides of the coin uh mm. thing is where he is telling some very very deep stories about trauma as well as racial biases and mm. stuff like that like this guy's inherent fear of these kaiju is a one-for-one mirror of a, a white person like me who might be scared of these uh of of a black person of some kind of minority who might appear to look like they are a criminal or they have some kind of criminal pat right like there there mm. there are people out there who who live like that and that's not a good thing but then you're he's also trying to like I, that's the thing. i i don't think xander is trying to necessarily get you to empathize with that character but I, I feel like he's he's walking a balance on that. Like he's he's telling these very deep stories, but he's also not super focusing on anyone in particular. Mm. And then on top of that, the artwork is very cartoony. It's yeah. It, it, and I mean this in the best way possible. It's it's very childlike. Uh, it's mm. colorful. It's inventive. Like, I, I love all of that stuff. But yeah, to to juxtapose these very real, very heavy stories mm -hmm. with this more cartoony artwork. I, I'm wondering if it undermines some of the effect that these stories could mm -hmm. have. Um, or on the other hand, maybe it's a way to kind of make these stories a little bit more palatable for maybe someone of a younger audience uh not that i would necessarily say this is a kid's no book. It's, it's it's not but it's like maybe for a teen or or, or something like like mm. to start to introduce them to some much more heavy topics and and stuff mm. like that like this might be a better way to do that i don't know um uh, yeah the, the, just some some interesting like i i'm it's it's more like i'm wrestling like i like the artwork i like the stories but i don't know if they go hand in hand but i also 
think that's done on purpose to, 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 to an extent mm. and it works, but it's all like it's it's a lot more complicated than I think it, it, I, it appears to be. Yeah, I I really appreciate this mix of two very opposite or unrelated genres of kaiju and prison stories. Yeah. And how inventive uh, Xander Cannon is putting them together and like making these metaphorical matchups. But there are places where it doesn't it exactly line up to the real world. Like I could understand that one of the human guards is scared that a monster will vaporize them and no human being is in our world is going to vaporize another human being <laughs> like they uh, it, 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 like you can make the monsters a stand-in for humans, but it doesn't really work it the other way. We're like, we don't look at any other human being in our world and be like, oh, you're a monster. <laughs> you're like some space alien who can shoot a beam at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hope I'm articulating that in a good way here. I feel like I'm not. Because, yeah, there are some... Uh, some issues here that I don't necessarily know exactly how to articulate those well. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an, it's an interesting story to say the least. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about the artwork and some of these character designs and stuff. Cause there's some cool monsters. Did, did, did you have a favorite monster that are like visual oh. look to, one of these guys i i think one of my favorite things in the artwork is we talked about mechazon who is like a mecha godzilla basically yeah. and we meet mechazon first and his inventor father figure talks about how he built him as a copy to defeat this actual monster called zon and later we meet zon and it's fun to see how you started with the mecha version and then you have to walk back and figure out what would the actual like organic version of this robot look like. Yeah. And then you meet Zahn who is, I I think this is a story that does well in giving uh, empathetic facets to different characters, even like very rough characters. Zahn is the one truly bad guy in the story. Zahn is a bad dude. He has no redeeming qualities. And he does and not give a ha- fuck. And he is like the evilest character we have, but he also looks so goofy, but like goofy also in a way that is unnerving. He looks both very silly and very unsettling. Yeah. Um, And it's like when when you meet him, he gets to the prison. He immediately recognizes like some of the people like he he Mm -hmm. recognizes. I I think it's Mechazon he goes up to. Right. Is that. Who's remember when he's like being brought in? He's like, hold that thought. And then he goes up to someone and he's like, yeah, I know you. You're the blah, 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 blah. Who like you can't do anything, huh? Huh? And then uh, the guy just like sits there just like kind of cowering. Was that Mechazon that he went up to? I, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> That's okay. I was That's reading fair. this at a at a more accelerated pace than you were because I thought I had to read twice as much. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, there is this this scene like he immediately kind of establishes himself as this yeah this very bad dude, um, and then there is a fight in the shower between 
Zahn and Electagor and Electagor gets uh gets gets messed up pretty bad it's kind of implied that he gets raped uh yeah and, and it it's it's not mentioned specifically but there is also mm. this the, the, like thing about though there's now this like egg inside him uh that, that, that whole thing was strange but then zon it happened real suddenly but zon is also like in a relationship with the nurse of the mm, she's the a doctor match. please yeah, dr yeah, shang yeah. dr <laughs> she Jay. went to kaiju Excuse medical me. school uh yeah uh yeah she's in some relationship with zon uh and she is kind of neglecting her doctorly duties as a result uh and stuff like that and just like it yeah just amidst these like real like oh this guy is evil this guy is bad Mm. there is this like but he looks goofy and now there's this like (laughs) sudden romance between zon and the doctor and it's like this is just silly like what is happening here (laughs) (laughs) and i think that is one of the benefits of reading this in the format that we did in this like director's commentary version to where if you're reading a page and you're like that developed kind of fast then you'll go to the note at the bottom of the page and often it is xander cannon saying i realized after this was done that i think it did go too fast <laughs> yeah yeah he's like this was a late edition yeah uh, that maybe happened a little too fast it would have been nice if i had one more page to kind of hint at yeah, this and then boom yeah it is nice that a lot of the things that maybe will um, get a sticky for you. You're like, that moved kind of fast. I don't know if that metaphor totally translates. I don't know if that wordplay is like stretching it too far. You'll go to the director's notes and often he has those same thoughts. Like, I was trying to do this metaphorical thing. I don't know if it totally worked. Or, yeah, I was kind of pushing myself to do this. Like, I... All the things you might see as shortcomings, very minor, inconsequential yeah. shortcomings. Sometimes the author's also like, I could have done that better. Uh, and other times he's like, this is a really silly end joke, but I'm very proud of myself for finding a way to put that in. Like, like all yeah. the different emotions in Xander Cannon's footnotes are really great to have that look into. Yeah, yeah. Um, to to on on the, the, that note to go back to the language and the lingo and mm. all that stuff they they use. I did see one footnote where he was like, a lot, like so some of the monsters even can't speak English very well. Yeah, uh, and st- and stuff like that. And so I, I think it was like between that and some of the like lingo that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, by later seasons in the book, I kind of relax that a little yes. little bit. So. It, uh, yeah. if, if you were as kind of not put off but just like uh, this is kind of an obstacle to read all of this stuff it looks like he does pump the brakes a little bit um yeah i'm not sure how much I, that means well, but still the one thing that is dropped is the conceit that the kaiju can talk to each other and understand each other but when they're talking to a human sometimes what the kaiju mm. says will come across as like me hurt me need medicine <laughs> like it's very simplified to the poor monstrous english like a monster you might see it very frankensteinian yeah. frankenstein like uh, and he's like i did eventually drop that like i don't think that really shows up much in the second volume 
Okay. But then again, I think it was only when they were taught. Like, I think if you're like in the Ultraman form, you can understand the monsters better than if you're in your little normal person form. And we don't see anybody in normal person form as much. I gotcha. Uh, it, it, it does kind of simplify as it goes along. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, yeah, so there is all of that stuff. Uh, my favorite monster design, uh, I think, was the... Uh, what was it? It was the uh, so it, it it was when red and green Montego. Yes. What were they? What were oh, the oh huma- Were they called like the Humongo? Hum- it was like Humongo or like Mon. It, it, it was something like that. I forget off the t- 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 off the top of my head. But they end up combining to like become this like black. Almost Godzilla looking like yeah character with these like spiky plates on its back, but it's pitch black with like white oh, yeah. like, outlines yeah. and stuff. It has this real like negative look. Oh, I thought that was so cool. Um, th- this this monster that just seemingly appears out of nowhere to team heroism or whatever it is. Um, and they're just like, we've never seen this guy before. What is this? Where did he come from? He just appeared. And he is just, he is destroying things. He is like 30 something stories tall. He, that was kick ass. I love that. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I liked that one a lot, a lot. Cause by themselves, they just looked like these, like almost like Fozzie bear, like style, just real, like, like made of seaweed, like little mm. monster, like things. But then, yeah, when they come behind, it was like, oh, shit, don't want to. Yeah, fuck that with was them. fun. I'll say that in the second volume, you do see other colors of the humongos, uh, but you don't spend a lot of time with them and there's no further explanation or exploration of how they can combine. I do like that that's something that could be out there. Yeah. I really liked that storyline where Electrogore and uh, I think like Green Humongo escape Kaiju Max and they go to his Mm -hmm. brother Red Humongo's the apartment the equivalent of his apartment which is like an entire grand central station where he's on parole and he's trying to live this really clean life so he doesn't have to go back to kaiju max i i we don't get to spend a lot of time outside in the real world sometimes we'll go see like the private home lives of like the guards or we'll go to like that casino on the moon yeah which but is you, also I, really... something I was not expecting. There's a casino on the <laughs> right? moon? What is happening? <laughs> but I, you don't get a good sense of what normal life is because this is such an insular specific story in this one setting. Like you don't get a good look at like what is like the average citizen of Earth what is their life experience? What are their thoughts on kaiju? What are their fears? <laughs> Who are they? And you still don't get a lot of that, but at least you get to go into a city. Uh, you get to see like Red Humongo's boss being like an absolute jerk to him. And oh, I, I did like seeing him go into a city and to have those giant buildings that they are interacting with that you don't have on the island of Kaiju Max. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was neat. Um yeah, like it, it, it is starting to build not mystery, but just it is building the world in a way that is like, I wonder what else is out there. 
Like what what yeah, else is exactly if, if they have a casino on the moon, if they have these like government military organizations to bring them in, they have they have like monster paroles that mm. they can do if they get out of the stuff like some of that stuff was neat. But then on the flip side, there was stuff like how how is Electagor hiding behind a building? And they don't see him and they don't know he's there. Like that just, just doesn't make sense. But that's part of the joke, too. I think, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, like it, it is like, don't you think someone would see this giant, like 20 story monster parading around town and call it in? And or these military people have the like satellites or instruments to like read them or track them somehow. And he's just like hiding behind this building like no one can see see him. And it is the funniest thing. (laughs) Like like, there's nobody in the building who looks out their window and sees like a giant orange dinosaur with glowing green orbs on its back. Right. (laughs) Nobody calls that that into team great. I this this is a story that I can understand how this might bug somebody that it is these like ridiculous gags like that, but also trying to tell these very sincere emotional stories that look into the condition of what it's like to be in prison and to have that be such a troubled and troubling system. And how do you get out? How do you fix anything? Like it's doing a lot in in one book. A lot a lot is trying to be accomplished. Yeah. And it's like I I don't necessarily think Xander Cannon is trying to present a solution per se, right? But Mm. he is just at least trying to expose some of the corruption or some of the ways these Mm. systems fail people or benefit the wrong people. Um, Yeah. Like as as much as I did not like uh, the woman that came to inspect the prison, she has one line. She had one line in the yeah, that I th- I thought made sense uh, that w- it was something I, I forget. Like she she by all means, not a good person and was mm-hmm. absolutely trying to like punish these prisoners even yeah. more. more, more, more. Uh, but she had one line that was like something I, I think it was about like when the monsters go back out on the outside and just how like somehow the 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 people on the outside are being punished as a result of stuff like so like why are we still like why are we punishing other people and not these pr- prisoners and like it was some i i forget exactly but it like they're yeah they're they're trying to comment and expose some of this stuff but at the same time have it be a love letter to the genre mm have it be filled with all kinds of jokes and visual gags and it it yeah it it might underline some of those more meaningful not i mean ex expose that's not the right word there's more like mm. meaningful just like mm. moments of like here's a story about ptsd here's a story about yeah. corruption here's a story about that right might undermine that stuff so I, I think you kind of have to take it as one big jumbled mess in the best mm-hmm. way possible. Yeah. Um, and I think it works, to be honest. Mm. I, like I, It is compelling, yeah. I, I had a blast writing <laughs> this. I, I thought this was such a fun book. It's so inventive. All of the, that stuff. I was just like, man, 
and then they they escape and then they go underwater to do all this stuff and they go like yeah. deep deep down and there's all I the like that stuff yes. down there the elder guy's just like what there's like multiple layers to them what is happening this is so cool I I do really dig anytime the story gets to have that change in setting and it reveals to us another aspect of the world, like or like another genre of monsters. Like yes. when uh Electrogore yeah. is like trying to hide out from the, the police essentially, and he just swing he swims down, down, down into this like very bottom layer of the ocean to hide out. And like that's where all these like elder gods are. <laughs> like he goes into the cosmic horror territory. <laughs> That's yeah, it's just it's so inventive that uh, like mm-hmm. as as much as I had some some issues with it, I was just like, I'm still just having so much fun, though. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, good, good book. I, I enjoy, enjoyed this a lot. Um, I go for it. I want to talk about one of my favorite subplots, which is uh, Ape Whale. Great name, but more yep. specifically, Ape Whale's son, Woofy. It was supposed to be like the real dorky son of Godzilla. Uh, and like somebody calls him like your stupid Godzuki ass son. And there's the footnote about how it's like that. That's like the worst thing you can call anybody in this world. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. there's such a hatred for the Godzuki type character. And like the Woofie's got like the silliest design with like this really goofy, exaggerated underbite and these like real scared eyes. And he's just sort of this dopey kid who like you know is his father's second in command only because he is his son like nobody likes him nobody trusts him nobody thinks he's capable and his dad's exasperated he's to deal with him but he's still like i wish i could make you into a real protege like why don't you step up why can't you be more like me and he starts seeing this like little boy who's I, I, I want to stop you there because I have a quick question before you continue. Uh, Since you have continued reading on, do they continue that story in like yes. after the they do? Yes. Interesting. OK, because I like this is, I think, one of the big, 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 big mysteries that is yeah. presented in this book of like, who is this little boy that he keeps seeing? <laughs> what is, is it a real person? Is it his imaginary f- friend he keeps the the always says like i can dream myself into this place so is Mm -hmm. this some kind of like out of body like astral projection of someone or something else (laughs) is or or is this the kid just like just having an imaginary friend right and i don't know but uh yeah please continue (laughs) but yeah this little boy appears and he is his name is lil boy uh, and he's got like the little hat and the little shorts. He's this chubby, like round faced kid in little shorts. He's like, hi, Wolfie, let's be friends. And he's like, Wolfie, your dad is really mean to you. I think we should play a prank on him where we put this one plant in his soup and then he's going to get sick. Wolfie, it's going to be so funny. Wolfie, you should do it. And Wolfie's like, I don't know, little boy. My dad might get mad. to have this it's a takeoff on that like little kid who's just inexplicably in the middle of the kaiju action like befriending a kaiju it's a takeoff on that but also this like 
psychological projection of like, is this the voice inside your head? Like, is this your darker side trying to convince you to really break through and like do something about your abusive father? Uh, yeah, that is a storyline that continues into the next volume. I really like it. And I'll say that I love that storyline and I love what they do with the creature of Devil's Creek, who is that cool. goat man. Nice. Yeah, because so uh, the Woofy was his name, right? Um, Woofy, yeah. Woofy. He he does end up poisoning his father, but in a way that he like explodes. And and there's there's just like blood and guts everywhere. And then (laughs) because he's the next in line, Woofy is like made like in charge of this gang. And he's sitting there just like, I. I'm like an eight year old. I don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I, yeah, I, I thought that was really, really, really funny. As, as, as much as there is references to, um, like different monsters and kaiju and all that stuff, they also make references to the Godfather and yeah. like and stuff like that, uh, in, in there, which I, I thought was neat. Um, but uh, yeah. That that is, I think, one of the biggest mysteries is just like, who is this kid? What what is <laughs> what is happening? Um, but speaking of that kid, there are I there was another thing that I liked that this book really really did is that when it went into um, the backstory of the warden and I I don't I don't remember her name, but again the woman that was coming to yeah, appraise the, like the prison. Yeah, she's like the head of the prison system. I know like her name starts with an M. It's like a longer name. I can see it on the page, but I like can't conjure it in my mind right now. Yeah. But yes. So it it does this thing you've seen it in plenty of media comics or movies or stuff where it's telling you a story in like modern day time and then intertwining it with these flash backs to help you like understand the character and it is a like black and white maybe a little little like sepia toned flash Mm -hmm. back that is supposed to be like one of the that is supposed to be like one of the gamera movies where these kids are just like inexplicably being like but no he's our friend he's just misunderstood mm-hmm. when he st- stomped on the 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 school he wasn't trying to kill all of yeah. the kids he was stopping the other monster from doing this thing right um mm-hmm. and like you adults just don't understand and I think what was neat about that one is that you think this is a flashback for the warden to help you understand yes. him and where he's coming from. But then the flashback kind of reveals itself that of the three kids, there's a girl uh, in there and she turns out to be pretty evil. Uh, and this is not a flashback about the warden. It's about this woman who is coming to appraise the prison and like mm. approve their bu- 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 budget. And you see this like uh, horrific event that has traumatized her uh, mm-hmm. and, and made her in into this this monster that we see today. Right. Uh, and I, I liked that like bait and switch but I also liked yeah. the reference to the like those old like Gamera movies where these these 
just there's just children like running around in the midst of destruction and the military and all of that stuff like that stuff was neat and to like that is an interesting continuation like of those stories and, mm. and stuff like like if those kids lived in if, if we lived in a world like that and something like that happened to someone where this monster you love got destroyed or killed or all this stuff or uh, who knows what right like there's you you could turn out all sorts of different ways like i can see that happening and then you take those like that traumatic event into your belief system into your job into this thing, right and that's how you end up this like mean old prison lady who's still like punishing these inmates even though this already is their punishment like w w she's just overly mean um ah. and I, I i just i i liked how all of that turned out yeah i i do like that that flashback sequence that you think is about warden kang who's a character who starts out very harsh and as the story goes on he does soften up a little bit and you think you're looking at this story that is an origin for the the empathy that he does have for his his monster inmates uh where it is these little kids who are like no the monster means well here it, like the, it's these kids watching like from a spaceship or something that they crawled into like watching the monster like finally be able to escape like okay he's walking out of the city he's going towards the ocean you know all the planes are down nobody's left to shoot him anymore and they're watching this monster that they're rooting for, like finally trying to escape for freedom that they've been wanting the monster to have. And it's like, here he goes. Oh, he 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 ate a bus. He he stepped on another building. It looks like he did that on purpose. <laughs> like he's causing, even if he has the out, he has the way to just get out of this without cause without any more conflict, without having to fight anybody. He can yeah. escape freely. He's still continuing to like eat and crush and destroy and harm and then you see the little girl like hit some button in the spaceship that like vaporizes the monster and she's like he kept hurting people i don't know if he was going to stop she's like i had to do something yeah <laughs> like this is her turning point for why she has such a hard line against these monsters she's like i have to make sure like human destruction stops somewhere you know, and yeah. also like these monsters for as much human empathy as we have for them, they are these massive things where like even if they were as good as they could possibly be and as innocent and pure, if they just literally took one step out of line, they've killed a dozen people <laughs> just because they stepped on them. <laughs> and like you can see that that's some of the fear that she has, like, right, yeah. even in the best even in the best case scenario, there is so much potential collateral damage we are dealing with when we are dealing with these monsters. Yeah, yeah, it's it, man, th th like, like we just keep saying there's so, so much in this book and there's just so much detail into all of it. Um, highly inventive. I cannot recommend it enough, but I think that's all I have to say on yeah. Kaiju Max. Uh, mm -hmm. So at least for right now. So. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think there's good stuff to look forward to in the next episode. There's a couple storylines yeah. that are like continued and are introduced in the next volume that I read cool. by accident uh, that I really look forward to talking about. Hell yeah. Awesome mm. stuff. 
Uh, well, that being said, let's do a quick check-in on Bingo. Bingo. I don't know if we're going to have much on this. Let me pull it up on screen. Um, oh, hey, well, I, I have character who connects to computers. Yep. Yep. Mecha's on, you got it. Because there, there is the yeah. thing where he, like, is the one that did the destruction. Yeah. Um... Okay, so let me see. Where is my highlighter? I need red. And I have spaceship AI. And we've got characters like Chisato, who is this robot woman who has like a giant mech form that like a guy climbs inside her torso and pilots her around. Yeah. And she can go into space. The the ship does have an ai though right which ship i thought it did well i i, I get because she yeah she is mostly a robot i mean i would say that's an ai like uh, she is kind of well that's a tough one right because she is her own entity like she is not like just like built into the ship i you know what i mean well, also, like, if we were, like, do you remember Green Lantern, the animated series, and how Aya was the AI of the ship, but then also she built herself a physical robot body, and she went out on missions with them? Yeah. That, this that is kind of like that, but in reverse, where she's like, right. yeah, yeah, she was a robot body first, and then she becomes this, like, larger vehicle that can go into space. I, I say we put it down. Okay. I say, why not? Because uh, we All right. both well, that have gives it, me. It, another gives, bingo gives you another bingo and it gives me a bingo as well uh because i have that one on my list too so bam there you go spaceship i have 11 AI. bingos kyle god damn it one two three four five six seven eight i think i have eight Anyways, I'm catching up slowly, but surely <laughs> uh, there you go. That is our bingo check in for this week, uh, as we typically do with uh, bingo. We'll continue to do this for our end of the month stuff. But mm. for our uh, recommendations, we only do it on the first and last time. Uh, so let's get into recommendations. Melissa. If people liked this, uh, what else might they like? Uh, <laughs> I don't have as much that's pertinent to this one, but if you like, I will say Mystery Science Theater 3000 because there's some episodes that are about like the hero that comes from space and maybe there's a giant kaiju or a giant mech battle or maybe it is just regular sized guys in regular suits who are supposed to be regular sized. Mm -hmm. But like they've got... <laughs> There's at least Invasion of the Neptune Men where a hero comes down from space and there's just a random assortment of children who are there. And they're like, yeah, spaceman, yeah! And they're just in the middle of the action and it's like, <laughs> do you guys have parents? Why are you here? That's great. <laughs> Digimon has some of that. I think there are some arcs of Digimon where they are larger scale, where they come through the digital world to Tokyo. They are battling mm -hmm. in Tokyo. And again... <laughs> 
the, the Digi Destin, those kids just running around. Nobody can rein them in. They got to be in the middle of the action. Where else oh, yeah. would they be? Uh, I have fond memories of watching season one of Prison Break, renting each individual DVD from Blockbuster. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> back will in the day. Second you on that with the caveat that just imagine they escaped by the end of season one. You don't need to watch the rest it's, of that show. That's <laughs> I never did. Like season one can really stand on its own. Like you don't need to watch the rest of the show and what happens after they're they have escaped and then they are on the run in various ways. Season two made sense, but it wasn't as good, right? And then season three, they're back in prison, but they're oh in some God. like Mexican prison. And now he did, did, doesn't have a plan. So he has to like make it all all up to do all new it tattoos. Just, yeah. And it's like in and out and in and out. And they're on the it's, run. And then this guy, it's, it's just it just like that first season, though, was so good. If only, just imagine they escaped and that was it. And they lived happily ever after. <laughs> if only that show was made like 10 years later in the age of limited series where you didn't have to run on Fox for like 22 episodes a season for multiple seasons. Or even do it like an anthology thing where every yeah. season was a new escape. That would have been amazing. Oh, would have been so good. All new character, like all that stuff would have been great. Uh, but yes. all new tattoos. Uh, and then finally... I don't know, Con Air. Okay. There Watch you go. Con Air. Oh, you know, tell me if I can classify this as a kaiju movie. Honey, I blew up the kid. I I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where there's just a giant toddler walking through the streets of Vegas and like just pulling neon signs apart. Uh, Con Air also ends in Vegas, so that's why thinking of one made me think of the other. <laughs> I, I, I think even the like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids that is like a reverse kaiju. You're you're then then so small that stuff like mm -hmm. spiders and ants are just these giant monsters, right? So good stuff with that. Um, let's see, what would I recommend? So if you want a just straight up prison story. Uh, HBO did a show called Oz, just spelled O-Z, like the Wizard of. That show was fantastic. There's some great actors in there. There's some actors who went on to be in Lost that are in that, including the actor that plays Michael. Uh, as well as yes. Mr. Echo. Harold Perrineau. Yeah. Yes. Um, they're in there. J.K. Simmons is is in that show. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a fascinating show. If you guys have seen all those insurance commercials where the guy's like, I'm mayhem. And I do. And like, right. He's like, hold Mayhem's on. in it. That guy is in it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. That That is in. It, it's a it's a fascinating show. I ended up liking that more than I expected to. Um and it is just the ins and outs of the prisons. It's exactly what we saw here in Kaiju Max, but it is played entirely straight, right? It's not meant to be a joke. It's not meant to be a, a, a caricature of it or mix it with something else. It, it is just a prison story. Um, that that show is fantastic. Um, if you want more kaiju stuff, we've covered a few kaiju things here on the podcast. Uh, most recently, we watched Destroy All Monsters, 
Uh, we watched yeah. that on episode 213 of the review show. Uh, let's see here. We also watched the original Godzilla for episode 198. Uh, and then, oh, oops, let me go. We also did, uh, Netflix had some animated Godzilla movies. We watched the first two because that third one hadn't been out yet. But we watched the first two of these, like, Netflix, um, like, CGI animated Godzilla movies. Yeah. Uh, way back when. What episode was this? That was episode 24. Wow. Ooh. That was a long time ago. Um. Uh, but that that is some some kaiju content that we have covered here on the show as well. Um, and then, of course, I myself am a big fan of like Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big mech fan. So go watch Gundam. Go watch uh, Mac- Macross. Uh, all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah. I, I I I think that's a good one. Um, I I I do one more recommendation that I want to make, which I probably could have saved. Net as I'm talking about this, I probably should have saved this one for the end. Uh, but I'll go ahead and say it now since I already started speaking. Uh, with the <laughs> the kind of cartoony nature of the artwork, um, go check out some of the work from Osamu Tezuka. Go go oh, read Astro yeah. Go read Buddha. Uh, go, go like all of that stuff. He has a way of having these really really fun adventurous stories that are hilarious, but also tell these really affecting stories. Um, that and and have characters that you get into and want to follow and just be like, man, I I hope the the you know you know they I I hope whatever it is that they're in works out or when it does not work you're like man this sucks please do something different <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna mm. say uh but 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 yeah like he he has a really really interesting way of telling these stories uh and switching up the genres while keeping this cartoony art style that just makes it fun um so yeah go 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 check out some of that stuff but that's it for recommendations right now. Uh, Melissa, next week, Spooky yeah! Month. Yeah! It's Halloween. Spook Month! We do. We already have uh, what we're going to be doing for this next week. So, Melissa, tell us about what we're watching this next week. I pitched you a couple horror movies and their sequels. Horror is a genre very defined by long-running franchises. And instead, I gave you just... One movie, a sequel, and then you're done. Maybe they'll make more in the future, but for right now, it's a two-movie franchise. Mm -hmm. I gave you a couple of those. So we're going to watch Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, which is a movie about a woman who finds herself trapped in a Groundhog Day-type time loop where she's living the day of her murder over and over again, and she has to figure out who her murderer is and how to escape the time loop. And then somehow they made a sequel to this. Uh, and both of us were like, how'd that happen again? How'd this ha- oh, she in another time loop? <laughs> so this is the answer. Oh, this is a question that will be answered. Uh, happy Death Day. I th- it's a horror comedy. It yes. is a pretty well-rounded horror comedy. So check it out. Cool. Well, yeah, that's what we'll be up to this next week. Uh, like I said, at the top of the show, we will be continuing with Kaiju Max. Uh, at the start of November and at the end mm. of November. 
Um, so yeah, we will be continuing along with this comic to see where it g- g- goes. And it sounds like we'll be jumping over to the women's prison uh, and mm-hmm. following some of these uh, these the, the storylines of Woofie and and stuff like that. Hopefully, we get to see a little bit more of Electa Gregor uh, and and stuff like that. But maybe they didn't make it out of that uh, that giant explosion. Who knows? Um, but yeah, up to some fun things here on the review show. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, well, Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Uh, and you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And of course, if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. In just a sec here, there's going to be some videos that you guys can go click on if you're on the YouTube version. If you're on the podcast, thank you for checking it out. Please go rate and review all that good stuff. Uh, This has been number 224 of The Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.